Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. I know that a lot of you guys are now taking up the opportunity to go freelance, which is very exciting. Long gone are the days where you have to solely rely on a traditional employer for a job. Although a few of you are currently very successful freelancers, I know that there are a few of you who are looking to go freelance too, but are not quite sure where to begin. Because of this, I am very excited to be joined with Sophie, creator of Pretty Little Marketer, to discuss how you can become a successful freelancer. Hello, Sophie. How are you doing today? Oh, you're too kind. The word successful should be used loosely in this situation. <laughs> oh, stop it. You're being modest. <laughs> oh, no, I really good. Thank you. Um, before good. we start recording, I was telling Ola that I've had quite a day. Today I've done a speed awareness course and then I drove around this evening trying to get petrol. So it's been a very busy car day, but I'm excited to sit with you and talk about everything that I love and hear more about your thoughts too, Ola. Yes, we both had stressful days. I had to get petrol <laughs> at seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> but like I mentioned, I'm obviously very excited to have you on with me today. But please do the honours and introduce yourself to everyone listening. Of course. I'm so excited to be on such an iconic podcast. Oh, um, so hi, everybody. Um, and thank you for tuning into this episode. I'm excited at the thought of people listening to old me. Um, so yeah, I am Sophie. I am a 24-year-old human and I live in Cheltenham in Gloucestershire in the UK. And I founded and own a community called Pretty Little Marketer. We're a community, God, how many? 60,000-ish, I think. Not too up to date on the numbers. Um, but we've been living the dream for about a year and four months now. Um and through PLM I now freelance so I freelance as a social media consultant I guess is the term um so I work with brands all over the UK to enhance their social media presence so in you know layman's terms I spend a lot of hours a day on the computer staring at my screen um and I think my eyesight is slowly going so it's all fun and games I love what I do you I felt like that today actually at work because I'm literally on the screen all day but obviously I absolutely mm-hmm. love your platform as you already know no. it is filled with great tips and information about careers advice to marketing tips and obviously now freelancing tips as well because you are a freelancer but out of interest mm-hmm. what actually made you start your platform Pretty Little Marketer? Of course yeah um so PLM was born on exactly the 22nd of June 2020 Um, I think at that point we were deep in lockdown number Mm -hmm. one I was in my second year of university um, and I don't know about you but you know like when you're in bed and you're about to fall asleep and then suddenly like the universe just sends you a wave of panic (laughs) I was drifting off to sleep um, and I remember thinking like oh my god this time next year so like now Mm. I'm going to be a graduate what the hell am I going to do And how do I prepare for the next 12 months of my life? Um, And so the next day, you know, sleeping did not get rid of this panic. So um, I woke up and I started Googling, you know, like job options in marketing, Mm. how to become a social media manager. What qualifications does this person need? Did a little bit digging. I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is start emailing some companies, get my Mm -hmm. name out there. Um, and specifically, I remember Googling words not to use on your CV. Yeah. Um, you know, like what, what's a turn off? What's overused? What's just a mm-hmm. bit cheesy? I think there were about 80 million results. Obviously, I didn't look through all of them. But <laughs> <laughs> the ones I did 
everything said something different. I felt overwhelmed, confused, and nothing gave me the answers I was looking for that allowed Mm. me to go away and do something. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, I am one person out of 8 billion people on this planet, (laughs) many of which are likely second year students like myself. Yeah. Um, And why is no one doing anything to help? Mm. I had a really rubbish uni experience and I didn't get much help through career services. Yeah. So I guess I kind of turned to myself and was like, well, what are you going to do about it, Sophie? Mm. Um, and then PLM was born. I set up a little Instagram account. And I remember my first post was, what do employees look for on a job application? Mm. Um, we got to about 1K followers on Instagram in eight weeks. Um, and as an Aquarius, I give up things easy. I get bored quickly. Um, but I remember thinking like, do you know what? I'm going to do this for the long haul because there are people out there like me mm-hmm. and they need to be helped in a safe space. And we're going strong. It's a year and a half-ish later. And I'm still going. Haven't got bored yet. <laughs> so, Loving yeah. the rebrand as well. Got a new rebrand. Oh, I think it's you. the third one now, but it looks stunning. I love mm-hmm. it. So it's very exciting. <laughs> So obviously, as you know, we're here to talk about freelancers today. Um, let's start with the absolute basics, just in case people don't mm-hmm. really know um, what freelancing even means. So, Sophie, what does it actually mean to be a freelancer? Easy. Well, not easy, actually. I remember when I was in uni, I was never taught about freelancing, although yeah. I did a marketing degree. Um so when I then started freelancing, I was like, okay, what does this actually mean? Um, so I guess everyone who is a freelancer might describe it as something different mm. um, but to me it's a form of self-employment where you would lend your skills or your talents to a number of clients on I guess a flexible basis yeah um, you could freelance as a hairdresser or a makeup artist you could freelance as a video editor or like a videographer um, or in my space like in the little marketing world you could freelance as a graphic designer Um, Or as mentioned, what I do, which is social media management or social media consulting. But because you're self-employed, you can be anything you want. You Mm -hmm. set up, you offer what you want to who you want. It's really fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the beauty of being a freelancer or being Mm -hmm. self-employed is that obviously you get to choose what you want to do. You choose who you work Mm -hmm. for. You kind of choose your working hours. So your hours can be two hours a day some might be like 10 mm-hmm. hours a day it varies so I yes. think that's the excitement about being self-employed mm-hmm. and I think maybe you might agree like it's something that I've definitely enjoyed I have had a few struggles along the way but it has been Absolutely. quite eye-opening and it's actually something maybe mm-hmm. in the future I might be self-employed full-time you never know mm-hmm. but obviously I know you currently do some freelance work yourself so how did you get into that so it's funny actually because I just fell into it I am ever since I was a child I feel like I've always had this big plan for my life Mm -hmm. but the universe is never here for it and I'm just thrown this way and that way yeah all the time so long story short I left a job in December for another job so I got a job offer through LinkedIn and I remember it vividly on New Year's (laughs) Eve the week before I was due to start this job I got an email from the person who owned the company. I'm like, oh, sorry, like we're actually going in a different direction. Oh God. So I didn't have a job. We were going into lockdown. I think lockdown number three, who knows what number it was. <laughs> I was a third year student. I had moved out. So I live in my own apartment. Mm. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So three months go by and I get a DM from one of my clients and they own a marketing agency. And they were like, oh, hey, Sophie, do you do freelancing? 
yep <laughs> <laughs> yes I do so we had a zoom call <laughs> and we had a zoom call more for me so I could figure out you know like what what is freelancing what do they actually want and yeah. um they were looking for someone to manage their LinkedIn account and so okay well I do that for my own brand um, during my second year, so throughout 2020, I was working at a digital marketing agency. So I had experience. Yeah. I was on my way to getting a degree. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. So I set my rate. I sent over a contract that I found on Google. And away we went. And lo and behold, two weeks later, another follower reached out who owned another agency. And we're like, hey, do you freelance? I was like, well, I do now. So (laughs) how can I help you? And then, yeah, about two months in, I started getting used to it. Got a few more emails, took on a few more clients. Um, But yeah, honestly, by complete accident. But I feel like sometimes that's the best. Yeah. If I had have sat down and been like, hmm, I want to freelance. I would never have been ready. I would have talked Mm -hmm. myself out of it. And I think we're just presented with these opportunities when the time is right um thank god I said yes and wasn't you know I didn't psych myself out of it um because it's been a really fun ride so yeah by complete accident no planning said yes one day went to YouTube and Google and now (laughs) nine months later I'm doing pretty good so (laughs) I love that so I love that and I actually really commend you for saying (laughs) yes because it can't it's it can't be easy especially with oh no you know Uh but for me I've done all things money on my as, as my own side mm-hmm. hustle but if someone came and approached me and was like come you do social media management for me I'd be like um, I don't think so <laughs> uh-huh I think in that moment I was just like do you know what I have no job I have no idea what I can do you know we're mm-hmm. in another lockdown nowhere's hiring I'm a student so I can't actually get a job yeah um so literally what have I got to lose other than them suing me but I had insurance so they couldn't sue me so you know what can we lose here um you either fly or you fail Mm -hmm. and that was a risk I was willing to take and um yeah the world provides for you so it's all good we got that well I love that I love that and obviously I know that you fell into it but I'm assuming along the way you may have had to approach new clients am I right in saying that absolutely mm-hmm. yes yeah, so I guess for those looking to go freelance whether that is to do marketing and PR work or even photography and fashion I know there are a lot of people that struggle to attract clients mm-hmm. so from your experience from approaching new clients what is the best way to find and approach these clients mm-hmm. I think there's two ways that I find business so as mentioned back in January it was me receiving mm-hmm. the DMs from these business owners um so one way is to attract clients like you mentioned um you know it's like if you need your hair cut and you follow Mm -hmm. a really good like hairdresser on Instagram that is them attracting you yeah um that's my preferred method I use PLM as a bit of a portfolio of what I do and who I am so you could use somewhere like Instagram or LinkedIn to just start posting building your own brand making your own content and I think this shows your skills in a really authentic way yeah um it also makes getting the client to then say yes a lot easier because they Mm -hmm. have obviously approached you and they're already interested I've seen your work as well absolutely yeah you know I've grown my own community so that proves that I can do it for you too however I know when I started freelancing I think I had about 18,000 followers on Instagram so attracting clients was inevitable after being in the online space for eight to nine months if you are starting from scratch obviously it might not be 
as easy mm-hmm. um so then you would obviously need to approach clients whilst working on your own socials or your own methods that will eventually mm-hmm. attract new business for me I think the key with reaching out to you know say so I recently started working with my local gym okay and I I spoke to them about it it was actually my boyfriend who was in the gym one day and he's friends with the gym manager and they would take us some pictures for Instagram they were like oh huff puff we hate social media, but we do it because we think we have to, you know, yeah, as a lot of yeah, business owners yeah. do. And James was like, oh, my my girlfriend does this. And that they were like, oh, okay. So in that instance, I then had to send them a proposal and almost like prove why they should have me. Yeah. Um, so I think the key is in those instances is to make them feel as though they need you. You send them, you know, like a 10 page slideshow sharing what you can do and your ideas for their business. That at the end of that, they're like, oh my God, how did we ever run our social media without them? Yeah. They don't have a social media manager or a graphic designer or whatever you're looking to freelance as right now. So it's your job to pitch to them a proposal or some yeah. ideas that make you feel, make them feel as though their business simply cannot continue without you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's just about being authentic. In my proposals, I like to add like little jokes or yeah. um, witty comments. So um, a, a part of it is that I do a competitor analysis. So for my local gym, I looked at another local gym and compared their Instagrams. Um, and, you know, I made a few like slide digs at the other one. And I use terms like it's time to spy on your competitors rather than make it like a boring corporate presentation that no one's going to yeah. enjoy, bringing it to life a little bit mm-hmm. and showing a bit of me because ultimately I'm going to be working with them. Yeah. Um, so I think it's nice to personalize it a little. But yeah, showing your value, making them feel as though they cannot live without you, I think is the key here. Amazing. Gosh, I need to start making notes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so if you're listening, Sophie has shared obviously a really good insight there. So one way is obviously to attract, like you mentioned, Sophie, and then to gain some confidence and just kind of reach out yeah. as well. Uh-huh. I think the worst that they can ever possibly say is no. And I've definitely Absolutely. learned that along my journey as well, especially with all these money, mm-hmm. reaching out to new people, new brands, new businesses. It can mm-hmm. be daunting, but you actually may sift through a few no's and you actually may bag this one huge client that you're like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I'm so glad I even reached out. So yeah. 100%. Thank you for sharing that, So, Of course. And obviously, once you have managed to bag a client, how do you go about setting prices? Because I now know... Obviously, a lot of us, especially creatives or freelancers, it's really hard to know what you should set as your rates. Something I definitely struggle with regularly. But how do you go about setting your prices yourself? Setting prices is hard. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's no, like, nowhere on the internet are you going to be able to Google, how much should I charge as a social media manager with one year's experience if someone asked me to manage their LinkedIn? Google does not have those answers. It's on you to do your research and set your own prices. So again, that is one good thing about freelancing. You'll be able to set your own rates for the work that you complete. You could charge by the hour, which is what I like to do because I hate maths and I find it the easiest. Yeah. Um, you could charge for the day. So say you're working with a client and you go on into their shop and you create reels all day. You could charge a day rate um, or you could charge per project. I think it really depends on the nature of your work. Um, one thing I see so often and something I definitely did at the start is people undercharging because they're scared of that dreaded no. Like you said, you know, if I charge five pounds an hour, then they can't say no. But yeah. actually, if you 
prove your worth and show your value, then they can't say no. But I think the reality is that if your prices are out of budget, you know, say I have as a business owner, £500 a month, and I'm willing to pay someone to do my social media, but you come back and you say, I would charge £800 a month. I will either negotiate because I love your proposal. I think you're really cool. And I would love to work with you. Mm. So I might say, how about we do 650 you might say 700 you might haggle and then we find a price in the middle and or they will find a way to make it work if they have read through your proposal if you've had a zoom with them and you've really explained who you are and how you can help them they might say you know okay let's trial it for two months then you have two months to go all out sign them at the end and continue a partnership together so I think my biggest tip when it comes to certain prices is don't undercharge yourself if it's too high, they'll wiggle you down. And if they don't want to pay you that much and you're worth that much, you don't need them anyway. You can find a better client who trusts you and is happy to pay you. One thing I would recommend thinking about is your expenses. Yes. When I started freelancing, I charged £10 an hour because I was like, oh my God, imagine if I worked at a shop and I got £10 an hour. That is so much money. Literally. But I didn't think about <laughs> everything outside of that. So it's not just £10 an hour that I'm getting. This is £10 that needs to cover my Wi-Fi, my electricity, because I work from home. I don't have a HR team doing all of my admin, so I need to schedule in time, you know, to do my taxes and write down my expenses and income. I need to pay for a phone contract because I work from my phone. So actually, when you break down that £10 hourly, you're getting less than minimum wage for something that you are providing for someone that's taken you years to learn Mm -hmm. so yeah don't undercharge think about your expenses and if you are really stuck ask people I have a PLM Facebook group where people ask all the time I think there's like seven or eight thousand women across the UK well across the world actually which is crazy in there who freelance who might have been freelancers that now work Mm -hmm. in full-time jobs etc but there aren't so many networks out there where you can just pop in a post and say, hey, I'm a student. I'm thinking of doing this. Does anyone have any tips? Yeah. Or what I found helpful was sites like Fiverr or I think it's called Upwork. Mm-hmm. You can have a look and you can like look at people's prices. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, type in like social media manager and see what other people are charging. Yeah. Look at their history, see where you align and use that to kind of inspire your own prices. But yeah, it's tricky. And if you are stuck right now and you're feeling like, oh my God, I should know this. You shouldn't. It's not easy. And it's okay yeah. to be stuck. Ask people, see what's out there. But remember to never, ever underprice yourself. Thank you so much for that whole <laughs> nugget of information. You shared a lot there. So, Guy, I hope that was really helpful for a lot of you guys because I know you do oh. all regularly ask me mm-hmm. about how you go about setting prices. I mean, from the early days of All Things Money, it was definitely something I did. I definitely used to undersell myself yeah. until uh-huh. someone gave me a reality check and was like, Ola, what are you doing? Because you do get yeah. scared. You get scared of you're like, yeah. well, I actually really want to work with this person or, you know, mm-hmm. I really want to provide this service to X, Y, Z. And then you realise, okay, but I actually don't want to scare them off for my price. And I actually had yeah. a talk with someone this week and was like, they were like, Ola, again, no, <laughs> no. So, uh-huh. and hopefully you might actually find that clients may actually be honest and be upfront and be like, whoa, like we actually had a budget a little bit yeah. higher than that. Maybe for mm-hmm. this amount instead 
can you offer maybe an extra service or you know there's actually yeah. a lot of decent people that will actually call you out and be like you're undercharging yourself which is amazing so I did think that will happen mm-hmm. but at the same time I think like you said think about your expenses my mum goes on about it all the time to me she's like although I know you I know you live at home but you still have your phone bill you still have yeah. to pay for your mm-hmm. laptop you still have to do xyz so there are a lot of things that you do need to think about when it comes yeah. to setting prices so thank you so much Sophie for sharing that of course so I've personally worked with different people myself in the past and I always try my best mm-hmm. to draw up a contract just so mm-hmm. both parties mm-hmm. are covered because I have heard some horror stories fortunately enough I've not been in this position where you know mm-hmm. I've had to have my contract used or anything like that but yeah. obviously as a freelancer how important do you think it is to create a contract oh my goodness the most important thing you will do other than going on compare the market and paying seven pound <laughs> a month for business insurance in case you're ever sued Fingers crossed you never would be, but I think it's Mm. key. Um, Contracts protect and cover you from everything. So say, for example, Ola is now my client and I start creating content for her. Say I spend eight hours on a Monday making Instagram posts for her for an entire month. And then on Tuesday, she emails me and is like, actually, you know, I don't I don't work with you anymore. Circumstances change, maybe something has happened when there, you know, maybe your finances have changed or your business is going in another direction. All very valid reasons not to yeah. work with me. But I've just spent eight hours of my life and of my business that now I'm not getting paid for. Mm. Um, whereas if we had a contract in place that might say something like, you know, you'll be invoiced on the last Friday of every month for all work completed. Beforehand, we would have agreed, you know, maybe I'll work five hours a week with you. So in that contract, I will say at the end of the month, you'll be charged this much for five hours a week worth work and it will be paid one week later, you know, that sort of thing. So it means that then if you do decide, oh, do you know what? This isn't for me. I haven't wasted hours of my time. I'm not losing business. Um, It just protects you from all sorts of things like that. You know, they can't go around hating on you say you have a bit of a disagreement you know say I suggest you post a meme on Friday and you're like so for you that's just not my vision that doesn't you know gel with my target audience we have a bit of a head bump it means you can't then go ahead you know you can't take the Instagram stories like oh my god guys you'll never guess what my social media manager tried to recommend today so it protects your brand image your reputation it protects you and your money I really struggled to make a contract because I'm not a lawyer. I don't, I don't know the law. I know some laws, you know. I know yeah. all of them. Um, what I found really helpful was a website called HubSpot okay. and also a website called Hootsuite. They both have really great articles on freelance contract. And I think HubSpot specifically had a template okay. that I then took away. And you can, you know, type in your business name. It gives you prompts on what to type in where. And then the third resource that I found really helpful was just YouTube. There are billions of videos on YouTube. And for some <laughs> reason, we all sleep on them. Yeah. And just typing in like UK social media freelance contracts or mm-hmm. freelance contracts UK or wherever you are in the world, there's going to be someone out there, whether they Definitely. have 10 million views or three views, <laughs> someone out there is going to be able to help you. But yeah, the, the most important thing that you need for your business every time is a contract and um yeah it just protects you doesn't it 
Definitely, definitely. Like you said, with the templates, thank you for sharing those three mm-hmm. resources. I'll drop them in the podcast description. But yeah, there's so many contract templates out there. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's been some times where I may work with a company or a client and they haven't provided me with a contract. Mm-hmm. So I've had to just, you know, create my own one just to cover my own back. Yeah. Should the worst case scenario ever happen. Like yeah. you said, I'm not a lawyer either. <laughs> um, <laughs> my knowledge when it comes to the law is quite limited. So finding contracts like that is very helpful. So thank you for sharing that as well. So cool. So obviously when it comes to invoicing clients, I use an online software called, I think it's called Invoice Home. It's free for me monthly until I exceed like a certain amount, like maybe a thousand dollars a month or something. How do you invoice your clients? And when do you think freelancers should try and invoice their clients appropriately? Good question. So up until maybe a month, no, two months ago, I'd say, um, I would invoice my clients manually. So it really depends on the nature of your work. I've worked with an agency for like a week, Monday to Friday, if you need an extra pair of hands. And I will then invoice them on the Friday to be paid the following Friday. Okay. But with my like rolling clients, so with the people that I work with every month, I invoice them on the last Friday of the month so this month it would have been last week last Friday to be paid within one week and again that's all stated in my contract amazing and um, when I sign a client we have a zoom and we make sure it's all understood yeah some companies so I've talked at universities before and um, when you work with bigger corporations sometimes a seven-day period just isn't possible because they have so much other things going on so I think when you do sign new clients or whatever kind of ad hoc work you're doing making sure that you have an open conversation, you know, like how, how best invoice, to yeah. invoice you. If I invoice you on the last day of the month, can it be paid in a week? Money is allowed to be talked yes. about, you know, when you're going into yeah. business with someone, these things should be clear. You shouldn't have to struggle. So that was how I was doing it. I found an invoice template on Canva for free. And I would email it to them on the last Friday of every month. But now I've discovered the world of automation and I am loving <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> so I use I use QuickBooks. Oh, yes. It is £4 a month, which is actually a bargain. So what that does is creates an invoice for me and automatically sends it to the email addresses of my clients. It shows you when they viewed it. So if I send you an invoice and you open it, I'll get a notification. So I know that you've seen it. If it's late, it will remind me to email you or it will do it for me. And it also helps you track your taxes. So when you have paid the invoice, I can go on QuickBooks and I can press invoice paid. It will add it to my kind of like overall yearly income summary. And then in a bottom corner, it will predict how much tax that means you'll be paying. Mm -hmm. And then when your self-assessment comes up, so when you enter in all your details on the government website to say how much you've earned in a tax year, you can download all of that information directly from QuickBooks. So rather than, you know, every month being like, oh my God, what have I earned? What have I spent? You can download the app on your phone or on your computer and do it as you go. I found that so much easier. I used to stress so much about invoicing and tax. But I think there are so many options outside of QuickBooks. You know, your bank account might have something similar and there are other applications. So finding something that you jam with and works with you, I think is really important. And having an open conversation at the beginning of new business with someone to make sure you both understand when you're being invoiced, how it's invoicing and when it should be paid is really important. But yeah, absolutely always tricky to start yeah. with so if you're at the beginning of your freelancing and you're like oh my god this is so hard don't worry we've yeah. all been there there it gets easier 
I'm amazed. I'm going to download QuickBooks after this. <laughs> I, I've heard of it. It's amazing. I'd heard of it, but it's definitely not something I've ever thought about downloading myself. And for four pounds a month, um, that's <laughs> insane. I definitely feel like I'm going to definitely download it that. Um, uh-huh. So guys, if you're a freelancer, want to stay on top of your finances, that's definitely a great application. So I definitely think I'm going to download mm-hmm. that. So thank you for that tip, Sophie. <laughs> it's okay. To wrap up today's episode, you've obviously shared lots of gems of information in this episode. I really do appreciate it. What would be your top three tips for those looking to go freelance right now? Um, Number one would be get organized first. So as mentioned, I got a DM. I said yes. And it was very much like, okay, I'll start managing your social media in a week. And I was like, what do I do? You know, I didn't have an invoice ready. I didn't have a contract. I had five working days to set up a whole business. So before you start freelancing, make a list of all the things you need. You know, you'll need a contract template. You might need a way to invoice. You'll likely need something like a proposal if you're pitching business to new clients. Um, A bit of an onboarding checklist. So if someone signs with me and I bring them onto my ship, I onboard them. What does that look like? What do I need from them? Just so that when you are then approaching clients, you're not, oh God, they said yes. Now what? You're ready. You can stay calm and collected and it keeps your ship smooth sailing. So number one, get organized first. Number two would be to just be you. You know, I'm a 24-year-old young woman. Um, I don't have tons of business experience, but some of the people I talk to are CEOs of multi-million global businesses. And it could be really easy sometimes to go in and pretend to be someone I'm not, like I'm this big woman who knows their stuff and can own the room, but sometimes I can. I'm a young woman who loves making a joke and talking quick and just, you know, having fun. As mentioned in the earlier question, when you freelance, you essentially join someone's team. Yeah. For the agencies I freelance with, I essentially, again, slot into their team for a week or a month or however long I'm working with them with. They're not just looking for someone who can make a viral TikTok or cut their hair or whatever you're doing with them. They want someone that they can love and Mm -hmm. trust. So I think just being you and showing everything that makes you special is really key. And then my final tip is probably really cliche, but it is don't wait until you're ready. Just do it. You will never be ready as humans we have this unparalleled ability to talk ourselves out of everything I could have every qualification in the world I think especially as a young Mm. woman we so often compare ourselves and tell ourselves "Mm, I can't do that but you never know unless you try and um, the worst that can happen is someone says no to your proposal or you start working with someone but it doesn't work out no matter what happens no matter what the worst case scenario is You've lived, you've learned, you've tried, and you can try again. So don't wait, just do it. If you're thinking about freelancing and you're listening to this right now, stop the podcast when we're done, (laughs) listen to the end. Obviously, it's going to be a great wrapper. And then do it. I am telling you to do it and you won't regret it. I promise. Oh, thank you so much, Sophie, for those three tips. (laughs) They were amazing. And I love the last one. It's so true. Just do it. I remember when I started All Things Money, Mm -hmm. first post I ever wanted to share. I think it took me about six hours to post it. And fast forward a year and a half later, I'm honestly so glad my friend threatened to come down to my house and post that post for me if I didn't do it. (laughs) So yeah, just do it, guys, honestly. And worst case scenario, 
know, if it doesn't work out for you, you stop what you're doing and you try something new. So it's really not the be all and end all. Absolutely. So yeah, like Sophie said, just do it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, thank you so much for sharing all of your tips today, Sophie, on how to become a successful freelancer. I'm sure lots of people will have found all of your information useful. But obviously, you share lots of information online across all of your different social media platforms, how you keep up with it. <laughs> I will never understand. But if people want to join your fabulous community, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. I also do have a TikTok, but I don't post on there. So don't search me up over there. Um, But it's simply at Pretty Little Marketer. Um, You'll see my beautiful pink logo and my wonderful pink content. And it will sweep into your life and you can join our little gang. And so yeah, there's at Pretty Little Marketer across platforms. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sophie, for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour. It's the peak of my career and I am eternally grateful. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sophie. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.